Welcome to the Phileo Podcast. This is Troy. And Byers. And we are here with another Deep Thoughts on Shallow Subjects. We're going to be drafting our favorite Western movies. Uh, We've uh, decided to do this after doing Tombstone. So hopefully you listened to that uh, last week. And we just said, hey, we don't do too many Western movies. So this has got to be a a once in a while opportunity. Well, we did Three Amigos and we didn't do it then. But um, it's still um it it's we're not big western guys so we're just like not let's our, do this it's not our thing <laughs> yeah so speaking of we're already laying the groundwork for <laughs> <laughs> for you judging our western movies uh, because uh my dad i think i think it's if your dad is a big western guy i think that's probably a huge influence yeah right because it's kind of it's very much of that time like Lori's dad is kind of a western guy um and so but she never liked them um but uh my dad just wasn't a western guy at all like we were more like action comedies and like crazy stuff and so like that's um i still like those movies a a lot more than these but i've as i've trended older like i like more of the modern westerns Mm -hmm. i find myself getting into them more because i think that they do uh, they they take out a lot of the things that I think make the old westerns really bad. Is that they're boring, <laughs> yes. they're long, yes. <laughs> they're drawn out. Oh my gosh! There's a lot of there's a lot of navel gazing. Yeah, there's so, a lot of yeah. hey, let's watch this guy ride uh, I, I over this hill for the next four minutes while nothing else <laughs> happens. I get it. He he rode over the hill. You can you can cut right. you can fade to black here. <laughs> yeah, right. So. I tried to watch uh, a decent amount of older Westerns and uh, I, I just couldn't handle it, but there's still, there's still enough there that you won't be uh, you, you listener that uh, really likes Westerns and got excited by the, uh, <laughs> uh, by the, the Western draft. Uh, and we're going to be talking like modern Westerns have a little bit of a different bent on them. So I think some, some people are probably going to be like, that's not a Western, but it has all the elements of of western we were you know? we were liberal with our definition of western yes. i think yep we didn't really sit down and debate it but just yeah looking at my list and hearing troy talk i think we were both a little a little more yeah. liberal so that we could get get yeah. enough movies on our list that we actually liked if it's set in the west of the united states it's a western <laughs> It's not true. There has to be some elements. And I think that as I, I pick some of these things, I might just be like, I think that this is Western because of this. Or whenever you do like an IMDb or an internet search or something like that, it definitely came up. So I felt like yes. it was validated. So. There, yeah, there is nothing on my list that I did not read on somebody else's list doing, mm-hmm. trying to get my ideas together. So yeah, so I feel justified. Okay. All right, we we always do this live. We always forget to. We uh, always forget to decide who's going first. But you know what? First. You just you go for it. You go for it. Okay. You just go for it. Just take it. No, no, that's not, <laughs> it's not going to be. It's not going to be that. For a few dollars more, Ooh. is my is my first pick. This is the the man with no name trilogy. I like the middle movie better 
than the traditional the good, bad, and the ugly. I still really like the good, the bad, and the ugly. Everything that you want in a Western. I felt like the bad guy was way better and for a few dollars more. And I felt like Clint Eastwood was just way cooler. I think the 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 sum of its part, the um uh the music, the score that is way more iconic, but for a few dollars more is like still up there as well. Uh, so uh, I know that people are probably gonna be like, what the heck? Why is Troy just shooting like himself in the foot, like right off the bat in this <laughs> and just choosing something? I'm just going off of my 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 tier uh, board here. So for a few dollars more for me. Can I give you a bit of a spoiler for what some of my list contains? Um, yeah. A Fistful of Dollars is my highest rated of that trilogy. I like Ooh. the first one the most. And I like Good, Bad, and Ugly the least. It's last of those three for me. Wow. I, I'm with you. I like some of the Is it the because you don't and... like Eli Roth? <laughs> no, I don't know. He's Good. the crazy guy. Yeah. I mean, he's a little, yeah. he's, 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 he's a bit of a tough hang at times. But I don't know. The Good, Bad, and Ugly just seem more disjointed. Like yeah. it, it yeah. was just trying mm-hmm. too hard to like cause problems. Like, oh, we're gonna do this now. Oh, except we're accidentally gonna enlist in the army on the way, and like just these. Why <laughs> can we just get on with it? Like, you, we already had yeah. enough problems yep. to overcome. You don't have to manufacture more. It was just it was getting a little yeah. convoluted, and I, I don't know. The other two were just yeah. more straightforward. Um, so yeah, I definitely I'm with you on liking a few dollars more. Above Good, Bad, and the Ugly, though. I just also liked A Fistful of Dollars, even a little bit more. Yeah. But we'll get to one particular reason why that was true later, I'm sure. Okay. <laughs> um, so this is funny. We we talked about our love for Tombstone, and neither of us can take it with our first pick. Because I have to be true to myself. Ooh. And even though I know uh-huh. we could play the draft game that you and I play all the time and enjoy. Like to do. Yep. Yes. They're like, ooh, I could leave this because I know he's not going to take it because I know you're not going to take my number one because I'm not even sure you've ever watched my number one. Um, but my number one is Silverado. Silverado. And it's not even close. <laughs> uh, we we said we we're doing this. I wrote it down as number one. I never had a second hesitation. I If you listen to our Guilty Pleasures movie, mm-hmm. I talked about it plenty. On, I love this movie. Um, it's just my undisputed, you know, we didn't grow up watching Westerns, except I grew up watching this. Like since mm-hmm. I was a kid, mm-hmm. I watched this ironically with my mom more than my dad. Um, Cause she was, she was at home. So she got stuck <laughs> watching all these things I wanted to watch, but uh, yeah, Silverado is my first pick and it's not even, it's not even close for me. So I put it in like the watch category and I didn't find <laughs> it anywhere. And then I was like, I, I don't even need to watch this because Byers is going to pick it. Before yes. I yeah. Way before you ever would <laughs> way before anyone probably should. Yep. Um, there's people out there like, <laughs> how do you love that? I was felt so justified. I took a, it was called Western hero where we talked about how like movies and TV influenced our understanding of the old West. Like, it was a really cool course. Mm-hmm. Um, and my professor, first of all, had a huge man crush on Davy Crockett. And so we spent like literally the first quarter of the semester just on Davy Crockett, um, which was exciting times uh, for a little while. But he did commentary on the like anniversary edition DVD of Silverado. 
and he was a huge egomaniac. So he talked a lot about this movie he got to do commentary for. Um, which for yeah. those of you that think if you have an egomaniac for professors annoying, it is the greatest thing ever because then you know whose book to quote and he loves you. Because if you quote him to himself, oh, this guy knows yeah. exactly what he's talking about. It was always an easy A <laughs> to get a, an A on a paper in that class. It was great. Right. Um, but I felt totally justified when like he was like head of the Western historian society and he loved Silverado. And I'm like, yes, it's not just me. Um, right. Everyone else in the class is looking around like, what movie is he talking about? Like they've never heard of it. And I'm like... <laughs> I finally feel justified. Um, it's great. You got like 12 year old Kevin Costner. He's not actually 12. He just looks like a baby. Um, he's fully grown. Um, we play this game. Did you play the actor actoral stuff today? And no. movie doll? There was a cross of Jeff Goldblum and Danny Glover. And I almost Whoa. didn't get it. And they're in Silverado. Like they literally fight each other in Silverado. Like That's not just funny. they're in the movie. Like they have multiple scenes together. And I almost forgot it. Like I'm sitting there struggling. Like, what are these two guys in together? <laughs> You're an idiot. They're in your favorite Western movie. Um, and my son was laughing at me. He's like, even I thought they were in that. Cause you made me watch it. Like, <laughs> thanks son. So we're going snake. So I have another one, yep. right? So you I do, it. I was trying to be nice and let you have tombstone that we love, but no, it's since, good. since it's still there, I can't pass up tombstone with my second pick. So, okay. Which we talked enough about Tombstone on the previous yeah. episode. I don't need to rehash how awesome Val Kilmer is as Doc Holliday. So, so I'm going to, I'm going to up my street cred, uh, right now, um, with, uh, the good, the bad and the ugly. Um, so that later on, whenever I, um, do something stupid, I'm going to be like, <laughs> Hey, I had I had the the really good stuff up there at the top. I mean, there's a reason why this is looked at as like the seminal western. Um, I think that even though we did kind of pick it apart for some of those some of those things, I think the fistful of dollars is really close to this. I don't think that that's crazy. I, I mean, whenever I watch them, I watch them back to back to back. And for me, being able to do that as like a non-Western fan, like those are really good movies. Yes, you know, I, I would like I I struggled. I watched Once Upon a Time in the West four times, and I just kept going. <laughs> I can make it. I can make it through this three-hour movie, and I never made it through it because it was just so stinking boring. So boring. Um, and so, like, that's how I feel about a lot of the older uh, westerns. And so, the fact that I put these on and just kept cranking through them um, just spoke to how how good they are. Um, so I'm gonna go with uh, the good, bad, and the ugly. Like, you can't help but like I've already got it in my head right now. Um, like the score is yes. already playing. I'm, I'm probably going to go. So um, I can't remember if it was uh, one of the like um, country symphony orchestras. I want to say it's like Sweden or something like that. Just one of the Nordic countries like does a really good um, concert like that you can find on YouTube um, that does it like with like all the voices and like they've got like that's cool everything like it's super cool um i, I mean those are big these days like you can go watch star wars in concert and video yeah. game scores and concert and stuff like that um but that one's really cool um so that just adds to the aesthetic you know um but uh my 
my next one is 310 to Yuma. And this is what really, like the new one, I know that there's yeah. an old one, but this is the, the Russell Crowe, Christian Bale. Um, this is kind of what got me like into Westerns um, from the more modern Western um, because I was just such a big Christian Bale fan that I was just like, yeah. I'll watch anything he's in. And it's like, oh, he's in a Western. I'm like, oh, okay. This and is Russell Crowe. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Big you had me the right fan. there. Um, yeah. And it's, it's a really great train robbery movie. It's got like all the, the Western tropes to it, uh, but it's just done with great actors um, and like a good tight script. Like it just doesn't feel like anything's wasted. You know, uh, that one was, that one was always good um, in my rankings. So that one was, uh, you mentioned Silverado is like the, one of the first ones you wrote down. <laughs> I, I put this one near the top um, right when we started. So. That was that was gonna be my next pick as well. So that one was mm. coming off the board right here um, okay. for all the reasons you said. Um, with my next one, I'm gonna take uh, the Magnificent Seven and and the newer one. Um, newer one, okay. The newer one. So you got Samuel Jackson, Chris Pratt. Most importantly, I love him in this movie because he's 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 just you mean Chris Pratt. Denzel. Yes, I meant Denzel. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, Denzel. <laughs> uh, but I'm here for I'm here for the Chris Pratt anyway um yeah but i mean just overall good cast i mean sure lots of things were predictable but it was just an enjoyable story um Mm -hmm. i hadn't actually watched it till we're getting ready for this so i was and that was when Mm -hmm. multiple people like talking like oh you would like this one you got to make sure you watch that yeah and uh they were all right so i did Mm -hmm. and uh very much very very glad i did um and then fourth sorry i'm i'm still just gonna I'm just not going to go very old. You took some of my old ones that were going to be later on my list, but there's, this is not as new, but the quick and the dead. Mm-hmm. Um, again, Russell Crowe also in this one, he needs to, he needs to stay in this genre some more if he wants um, a super, <laughs> super young Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Um, which is hard to believe. Like he still looks young, but like he seriously looks 12 years old in this movie and he's probably like 30, but uh, Gene Hackman just, like chewing the scenery in this thing, yeah. like just eating it up. Um, and then Sharon Stone comes out of all that as like the unlikely hero of, of all those things I just named. And she's, she's the, the one left standing. So an enjoyable little Western that I also had not watched. This was fun to do. I just got to watch lots yeah. of things I'd never seen. And um, as long as they did not star John Wayne or focus on someone playing a harmonica for several minutes at a time <laughs> um shots fired at once upon a time in the west right um then i i enjoyed them so leo was 21 when that movie came out i believe it he looks like a baby you could tell me he was like legitimately like 15 years old and i would believe you right. he's just well, so baby was kid in the movie it was he's gene hackman's <laughs> kid supposedly yeah um yeah i remember i remember that one I, I definitely watched it later on though not when it came out so i'm gonna go with the assassination of jesse james by the coward robert ford uh, i've talked about that one plenty of times byers is shaking his head and knew that uh it was coming i'm i'm talking out of both sides of my mouth here um 
because if you watch this, this follows a lot of uh, what the older Westerns did. Um, it's a three hour movie. So, you know, like you've got, and it's definitely got some, some long shots of nature. It's, it's very into its own cinematography, but the cinematography is fantastic instead of just kind of like a dry, dusty desert. Yeah. Like, See, that's, so, that's, at least that's, it's got something going for it in those moments. Right. Um, and like Pitt and Casey Affleck are so stinking good in it that like every time they do pop up on screen, you can't wait for them to join, like to come back in. Like, whereas in some of these other ones, you're just like, oh, that harmonica guy again? Okay, cool. <laughs> We're just going to destroy like once upon a time in the West over, over again. Um, We're just but, beating it down. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so, so I've got that one. Um, up next and then i'm gonna go uh you know me i like to i like to throw comedies a bone here in these things i'm gonna go with blazing saddles (laughs) nicely done uh this movie's so stinking funny like mel brooks like some of his stuff uh like ages poorly i tried to watch young frankenstein and i just can't get through it like like I can watch history of the world part one and find some funny things to it. Um, but blazing saddles is stinking funny. Like uh, Mondo is hilarious. Just all the, the tropes and making fun of them. It's like, it's a typical Melbrook spoof movie, but it's just really, really funny. Um, so I uh, have to throw that one in here. Nice. I think well, that was coming into the top five. Did you? I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm very impressed and pretty proud. I'm loving it. Um, I'll just keep the comedy going and stay on. Oh, brand. Dang it. Um, you thought you, you thought you could sneak it later, but I'm going to take it now. I'm, I'm going to yeah. go ahead and take three amigos off the board. Yeah. Cause yep. Well, we love this movie. Um, if you're newer to the Flail podcast, you got to go way back to find it because it was pretty early on, but it exists. It's out there in the world where we talk mm-hmm. about this movie for almost as long as it takes you to watch the movie. Um, <laughs> but I mean, come on, Chevy Chase, Steve Martin, and Martin Short hanging out with El yeah. Guapo. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a sweater. Um, would you say I have a plethora? Like, there's just, yeah, <laughs> we could just get going and we could be there all night. So I'll stop. But yeah. I will take three amigos, um, and I'll take dances with wolves. Mm. Um, enjoyable, kind of a different period and different take on Western in some ways. Um, not your typical tombstone, you know, cowboy showdown, the dusty street thing, but still right. hits all the all the appropriate markers. I feel to be in this category for sure. Um, if we could skip the part where he eats the raw, uh, Buffalo that has grossed mm. me out since childhood. Mm-hmm. Like that's like the endearing <laughs> image of this movie is like gross. They just ate it raw. Like that's all I've ever thought. Anytime someone orders something rare, um, it takes me back yeah. to, uh, to dances with wolves. And I'm like, that's gross. Um, cook my food, please. Um, I've read too much old Testament or something. I don't know. I'm just right. I'm good with a little pink. Should but... not have any of the blood in there. Yeah. yeah it's not good. It's not good. Um, plus it, it taught right. us all the word Tatanka. And then, you know, right. There was a, I was a wrestling fan as a kid. Did you, did you want, you know, classic Hulk Hogan, ultimate warrior wrestling time? Were you in I, for any of I, this? I knew, 
I didn't watch a lot of the actual wrestling. I think a lot of my um, understanding was from toys and the um, the cartoon. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you remember I, that, that they had the cartoon? Yeah. Yes, yes. I was a watcher. I was a. Uh, I get WWF the magazine for a little while around like age probably like nine yes. ten. I was I was in. I was way in. <laughs> and there was a wrestler named Tatanka, and I just thought it was cool because I knew what his name meant because I had watched Dance of the Wolf. So yeah, it spawns the like. Um, we've got uh, Die Hard coming up here at the end of the year, and we talk a little bit about that that spawns a lot of copycats where it's like, Oh, this is die hard in a school and die hard in a (laughs) van and die hard in this. And (laughs) like dances with wolves kind of like starts the whole, Oh yeah. That's essentially dances with wolves on a alien planet and (laughs) dances with wolves on this, you know? So man, I've got the whole trilogy. This full of dollars. I'm gonna do it. You didn't think I was gonna do it. I almost did it. So I was like, eh, I'll wait. (laughs) Um, we've talked about that plenty of times, but this one seems like the most straightforward western. Um, it's just like him coming in and like there's a bad bunch of banditos and he's gonna take care of them, you know? Like, yep, tale as old as time. I got it. Cool. (laughs) And he's gonna do it by himself. At least the Magnificent Seven is like a is a, a, a um, homage to Seven Samurai by Akira Kurosawa. Yeah. Um, and so, but that's an easy way of like, that, that's a that's a kind of a one-for-one one thing. You can kind of translate that to any time. That's always cool, um, which they did for uh, Mando season one. Um, yes, we did. But the next one I have, ooh, this is where it gets really difficult. Like... <laughs> This is where it's 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 hard. Yeah, we had to talk ourselves into going ten each. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're all just kind of like right there next to yes. each other. Like, like it's, it's hard to to decide between them. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Revenant, um, the Leo DiCaprio. Yeah. Uh, movie like it's a really long movie, similar to like what's going on with these, but him and Tom Hardy. And I remember like the opening shot, like it's like this one continuous shot. It's got really cool cinematography and, and movie making type stuff in it. Um, and then it just kind of kind of wears on. It's this like survivalist movie. Um, but I mean, that's a lot of what goes on out in like the West. This is kind of like, hey, what happens in the dead of winter in the West instead of like, the scorching right. hot, like <laughs> I crawled through the desert, and when I got to the end, I walked into the bar and I said, "Whiskey." <laughs> Dave Matthews does this joke during concerts that he's like, "No way, he wants a water, and then I'll get a whiskey." <laughs> Did you drink water in the old west, Dave Matthews? Right, I think he exactly. wants a whiskey. Whiskey, yeah. Doesn't want Montezuma's revenge. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I've got fistful of dollars in the revenant. All right, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna stretch our definition a little bit. Ooh, here. this is the first the first preface. Um, thematically, everything that's happening it involves a Western character. He's just a little out of context. Um, Quigley down under. 
Oh, yeah, which is yeah, yeah, technically yeah. set in Australia is the only stretch here. We'll we'll use Australia is as the West anytime. extended West. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm um, cool with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Tom Selleck, uh, and more importantly, Alan Rickman plays the bad guy. And anytime this can happen, I'm on board. Yep. Um, although Quigley Down Under is not a Christmas movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh. Yeah, it's in Australia, but it's a Western, and it's great. Um, I didn't, I didn't even write that one down because I knew you were going to take it. Yeah, I, I, it wasn't me. like super yeah. high up. Like I do really like this yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, I took boys, uh, fifth grade boys. I had three of them. I took to camp this summer, and one of them, his dad had just shown him this movie, and he could not stop talking about it all week. <laughs> and so, of course, the other two boys are staring at him like, "What are you talking about?" And I'm like, "I love Quigley Down." So he and I would talk Quigley Down under. Um, he's, he's pretty sure that Matthew Quigley is the greatest Western hero of all time. Like, nice. Like he could take Doc Holliday and Wyatt Earp with his hand tied behind his back. Like Matthew <laughs> Quigley is the best ever. Um, it was fun. Uh, so I'll take Quigley down under. <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to take Shanghai noon. Okay. I like this movie. I hadn't watched it in a couple in a few years. It'd been a few years. And so I watched it again. I'm like, I do. I like this movie. Like, I'm pretty sure my roommate owned this in college. And so yeah. I would watch it um from time to time. And it's just like, you know what? This is a dumb movie, but it's fine. It's Owen Wilson. It's Jackie Chan. Um, they're making fun of each other's names, even though they're very like spot on. Uh, like his name is John Wayne. John Wayne. <laughs> What a terrible cowboy name. What's your name? Well, my real name's Wyatt Earp. That's a terrible cowboy name. I can't believe it's made it this long. But as much as I don't like this movie as much as a lot of people do, I think it's probably the right spot for it. What am I going to pick? I don't know. I got a couple thoughts, so I'm not sure which one. Okay. So you, okay. I'm going to go with Unforgiven. That was uh, one of my thoughts. It's uh, Clint Eastwood and Morgan Freeman, uh, one of the many pairings that they've done uh, over the years, but this was the first one, so it's the most successful. I feel like this movie is romanticized by a lot of people. Like, yes. It's, it's got this like aura about it that people just feel like it's like this perfect movie and it's it's really not like it's it's got some of its own flaws it suffers from a lot of the things that i talked about with the the older westerns but it's still got enough to it um that i mean both clint uh, and uh, morgan freeman are awesome and i just feel like the story's just lacking a little bit to like for um uh, i mean I'm, I'm laughing at myself putting blazing saddles over it, but most of these other ones, like, well, you know, I enjoyed this story more um, yeah. uh, than all of them. So um, if you're, I mean, production values and like other things like, yeah. Oh man. Got, got like four movies that I could easily pick right here. I'm going to go young guns. It's completely ridiculous, but it has all of our favorite like actors from uh, the nineties. Charlie Sheen, uh, Lou Diamond Phillips, uh, and Emilio Estevez as Billy the Kid. I mean, that, that's the toughest part for me. Bad. Looking back, like I, the first few times I watched the movie, I don't remember <laughs> thinking, but now I watch it and I'm like, I'm supposed to believe Emilio Estevez is like a cold-blooded killer, and it's just. <laughs> 
Like Keith a tough guy, cold-blooded killer. If you told me Emilio Estevez was like a weird, like, yeah. secretive serial killer type person, I can maybe see him pulling off that kind of ro- role. <laughs> but, like, it's a little funny. But it is enjoyable. All right. All right so that, that, was, that was your nine. So I got I got my last two shots here. Yeah. Um, so I'm going mm-hmm. True Grit. But I actually like the newer one more. Um, yeah. Sorry, John Wayne's not making my list anywhere. I would say no offense, but there was some real. I tried. I tried to watch a couple like old <laughs> classic John Wayne things, and I'm like, I am bored out of my mind. Um, just couldn't do it. Yeah. Couldn't go that far back. Eastwood, I enjoyed. I watched the whole Man with No Man, the Man with No mm-hmm. Name trilogy, um, and enjoyed it. Was like, ooh, it was annoying because I found two of them on a streaming service, but it was the first one and the third one. And then I had to go hunt down the second one in the middle on something oh. else because, of course, we can't have all three in the same place. And it- so I'll take True Grit there uh, to make me feel better about my 10th pick because this might be a little more sacrilege. <laughs> it's going to be sacrilege. Here it comes. No, you know, I'm, I'm only going to be quasi-sacrilegious. I'm not going to go as far as I thought. I'm going to take Maverick. Um. Mel Gibson. I was waiting for it. Um, yeah. Mostly the, my favorite. I had not watched this movie in a long time. And there's just this amazing moment where Danny Glover just comes and makes a brief appearance and says, I'm getting too old for this stuff in the middle of Maverick. <laughs> and I lost my mind. <laughs> it was great. The rest of it was fun, too. But like, yeah, that that put it over the top. So I'm going to take Maverick at number 10. for My last pick. All right. So I've got two Quentin Tarantino movies. I had one of those. And then I've got a lot of a lot of modern movies. I want to pick Django Unchained, but a large portion of the third act like makes me wildly uncomfortable in in as much as I've never watched it again. <laughs> if someone besides Tarantino, because like, I'm just I'm not we, a Tarantino guy. Like if someone besides yeah. Tarantino told right. me this story, I might have really enjoyed this movie. Yeah. But it just leans into the things yeah. that he does, which is hey, this is what he does. Right. He's, he, you know what you're signing up for. Yeah. When you turn on a Tarantino yeah. movie. But it's yeah. not what I enjoy. Yeah. The Hateful Eight is like a typical Tarantino movie. Bunch of people in a one little box like <laughs> cabin type thing and they and some some weird stuff happens <sighs> i had true grit like that was probably closest um those feel more westerns than like i've got two other movies that are more modern westerns like I've talked about it before, Hell or High Water and No Country for Old Men. But I feel like they're not like Western Westerns. Maybe Hell or High Water a little bit more than No Country for Old Men. I don't know. They seem very, very much there. But I'm going to go Django. Even being Tarantino was on my list. Yeah. It's the better of the two. I was really excited for Hateful Eight because I liked Django. But I was like, hey, maybe he could do without all the... (laughs) Terrible parts. <laughs> nope. Uh, and and by the way, like, please, please, please read the parental controls on uh, Jago before you go oh out and gosh, watch it. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, prepare yourself. Yeah. 
but Christoph Waltz is a great little uh like side character. That's probably what makes it like him and him and or those two together like erase some of the bad stuff like towards the end. And I mean it's all stuff that's like very uh accurate for the time, but that doesn't mean that I need to be comfortable with it. So yeah. yeah. Doesn't mean I enjoy watching it. All right. I let you in on a couple of uh of the ones that I was uh I was still thinking about. Um the last couple that I had. I had Wind River. I mentioned that one in the Renner podcast. Slow West with Michael Fassbender. Did you have no. you heard of that one? Um it's got Cody Smith McPhee, who also plays like uh he was the newest nightcrawler. Um, oh, okay. In um the uh first class, first class set of movies um that one was that was like it's like 90 minutes it's like the complete opposite of most <laughs> westerns it's like super fast paced i was like this is good i like this yeah we could do that uh city slickers uh i'm not a huge city slickers, slickers fan but i was like serenity was one that i was kind of bending the rules on Ooh. space western yeah so, I should have been the rules for that. That would have been on brand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then Holes. Do you remember Holes? Oh, oh, yeah. Like that showed up on like a Western thing. And I was like, Interesting. it kind of is. Mr. Stir yeah. out there and a bunch of snakes and uh, crazy stuff, you know? I, don't I know. think it kind of fits. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it doesn't fit like the the whole thing. No. I, that was if like you stole like all of mine. I was like, I'm going to go with this. <laughs> What else do you got that was in consideration? Um, I got to be honest. I had Back to the Future Part 3 sitting there. I was waiting for it. Yep. And I just could it, even though, I mean, happens in the Old West, it has plenty of like these cliche, and we have a showdown, and he steals the, this is really why I love A Fistful of Dollars the most is because it's the direct moment that he steals from Clint Eastwood right. to strap the thing. And I'm like, oh, there it is. Um <laughs> So that was that was sitting there lurking. Uh, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid mm, mm-hmm. um, was was out there. Um, there will be blood, um, yeah. which is kind of some of it. It doesn't feel very Western. I know, like it fits most of the for, things, yeah. but it just mm-hmm. doesn't. I don't know. It doesn't doesn't have the same feel. Yeah, it's it's less didn't. cowboys and Indians than yeah. like oil rush and like oil boom and like that type of West. Uh, yes yeah and uh and no country for old men was a consideration it was mm-hmm. it was there but i think that was about it nice i had all i had all my eastward movies a little lower on the list i was hoping to snake one out of there so i could see like yeah. see i had an eastward movie on my list but <laughs> i just snapped took them all up you took them all yeah. that's okay all right. Well, we're gonna put a we're gonna put a poll out there on this one. Um, who who? Uh, not necessarily who won the draft. Whose draft would you prefer? How's that? Ooh, I like it. So I like it. We'll put that out on there. Uh, on when that's on Spotify only, of course. So uh, I, I noticed that we have a lot of Apple people. Uh, so if you do, if you want to let us know, you can also go to our Facebook page at the Fileo Podcast. Or uh, you can leave a comment on our Instagram at Phileo Podcast, all one word, all lowercase. Or you could even just shoot us an email and say, Troy was terrible. He stuck too much to the script on Clint Eastwood movies. 
Because I got Unforgiven, too. I look like a total Clint Eastwood homer you over do. here. Like half your list is <laughs> All right. That's all we got for today. Great job, Iris. Good brownies. Good brownies.